Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast, back in our usual Friday slot. It's Mr Ben Barrett and Mr David Coates, alright lads? Good evening. Guten Abends. Guten Abends. How, How are, are we? we? Yeah, alright. Alright, it's been a good week, hasn't it? Finally, been a, yeah. Been a busy week. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Yes, no. it's strange to see you all on Zoom again. I'm, I've got, I kind of got used to seeing you in person. I know we spent a full. It was basically like a, a, a day at work, wasn't it, on Saturday with a bit of cider and a bit of football, but a full day chattering away to people. And a nice slice of cheesecake. A brilliant oh, yeah, slice of cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah, it was good cheesecake. Good cheesecake. Before we talk legends. Should and we... cheesecake. And cheesecake. Um... And legendary cheesecake. <laughs> Shall we talk about Altrincham? You two were there, live oh. and in living colour. Uh, ben on the radio. Dave in with in with the scoundrels in the terrace. Were you in the terrace or you sat down? No, I was in the terrace. There weren't yeah. too many scoundrels there, I don't think. But no. um, but yes, I was definitely there. We got there. We got there nice and early, didn't we, Ben? Just for a change. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> we did try to get there later because we stopped a couple of times on the way to uh, try and get there later, but we still managed to get there about half past 12 for a three o'clock kickoff. But, <laughs> but, but I will say that we turned up, literally walked around the corner and the Green and Whites bus was there. And then across the road was Miss Sheridan Robbins as well. So we weren't the first ones there by any stretch. Ben, how are you feeling? Because you got picked up at half past eight when you shrubbery car park at half past eight. Shortly before, because Dave Coach doesn't know how to be on time, he's only ever early. <laughs> I got the live position notification on the Google Maps at about nine, about eight twenty. About eight twenty. Did you see I was in McDonald's on uh, Lysander Road when I said when I opened it for you? Yeah. So basically, um, when I opened up the app at about eight twenty, eight fifteen. And it said, you're in Lysander Road. So I said to my mom, I said, oh, he's, he's only just set off. we got loads of time, it's fine. And then uh, it refreshed itself. And it was like, oh, no, he's not. He's in the Shrubbery Hotel. <laughs> uh, the question is, Dave, did you bring Ben McDonald's? I didn't, no. No, no. Ben, ben brought, the, brought all the food for this journey. He brought magic bags. Tell the listeners what magic bags are, Ben. I did bring a magic bag. <laughs> you got um, the way down. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, we're not sponsored by the good people of Too Good To Go. There's an app called Too Good To Go. And the idea being that establishments who don't want their food to go to waste put a magic bag, and it basically is a case of whatever's left. So at the end of a day or at the end of a, a session, you can buy a bag that's cheaper. And on the way down, I picked up two bags from Upper Crust in Lead Station that had lots of nice baguettes and sweet treats and things in. Did they have much. peeled grapes? They did not have peeled grapes. Not a must, single mu- peeled grape. And there was are. no magic in them either. I was hoping <laughs> there was going to be magic. <laughs> uh, okay, as much as people probably want to hear about your mammoth journeys right. from south, from, from the north to the south, then back up to the north again, let's talk Altrincham and Josh oh, Staunton's yeah. Green and White Army. Correct. Nice. A 1-0 win. 100% win record, best manager we've ever had. Factual statistical analysis <laughs> statistically the best manager the oval town have ever had that okay. anyone's ever had yeah. huh? no Anyone. manager in the history of football has ever bettered a 100 win record clean sheet record to boot <laughs> can i express my disappointment that just noisefield didn't go for muhammad ali and give i am the greatest with his thing chris I'm... hargreaves I don't know very, who you are. I'll be just very surprised. Just yeah, Nerfield. Oh, just Nerfield. Yeah. <laughs> I've been talking about just Nerfield this afternoon. Yeah, not just Nerfield. Just Staunton. Sorry, Ben. I ruined that one. It's quite all right. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, it, do you know what? It was a very strange atmosphere. It was a very strange game. But at the same time, it was quite refreshing because obviously, Altrium had their seven players that were uh, leaving because of the switch to full time. So there's quite a jovial, party, relaxed atmosphere to it all. It felt very end of season-y, not going to lie. It did become very end of season-y. But at the same time, it was nice that there were two teams that were genuinely still trying to win the game of football. And there were just nice moments throughout, really. Obviously, great for Max to get on and, and, and to play his part. Great to see Ollie Hayes get a go. And, yeah, it was nice to see just a, a relaxed game of football. 184 in the away end. That's bonkers. You're all nutters. Um, so, uh, yeah, just a really nice same for yeah. you dave was it a nice day yeah it was a nice day yeah it was uh one of those ones that it was it was a bit hard to get um to up for because 
really what what did it mean but i think it probably meant more for altering and fans there are there are a good number of fairly vocal altering and fans who found their way down to the um uh down to the away end and uh were singing at us you're gonna be here in ages so uh which is probably true uh in terms of our time in the national league anyway it feels like ages already um but yeah so we did have uh, another piece of tom Knowles poop housery didn't we where he gave us an opportunity to uh to poop house on another team so yeah and uh the goal was a long way from me uh again <laughs> the, the old way and adage, adage of uh of the, of the goal being over. having watched it back on the highlights good finish nice finish yeah N- nice bit of play and um yeah good play from ben's man of the match sunny blue low everton as well yeah, he was really good in the first half. Really, really good. The change of having to take Charlie Wakefield off really, really hampered him, actually, because he was playing in such a free role. But when Yusuf came on, you couldn't really have Yusuf and Reed, or you had to have Yusuf and Reed together. You couldn't really sit one of them on the wing. It just wouldn't have worked. So Sonny Blulo Everton naturally ended up going a little bit wider on the left. He still tried and still tried to get things going. And I thought he was okay. He was pretty good in the second half. But in the first half, he was really good. And I was just sat there thinking, why have we not seen this 40 times this season? If we saw that 40 times this season, we would be in a darn sight better place. That kid is good, but we're just not going to see the best of it. I think he's um, better when the pressure's off. Oh, without, yeah, without, he, he, was good, he was good against Wealdstone. He, he was in the right places against Wealdstone, but he wasn't particularly effective. Against Wealdstone, you know, at that point you're breaking, trying to break down a 10-man team and you're sort of looking, you're leaning on him to do that and he wasn't really able to do it on that day. Yeah, without question, he was he was just free, just free to do it. I mean, maybe because Altrincham weren't necessarily putting huge amounts of pressure on, they didn't want to necessarily injure themselves or anything like that. So there was a little bit of that involved, but to see him just find these huge pockets of space and link play up going forward was was really, really nice. I thought he was, I thought he was very, very good. Yeah, I think that's the best game I've seen him play since that game at Stockport, right back at the start of the season when he looked good. Had a lot of space then as well, didn't he? I mean, one other game, I wasn't there, but I do remember being told that he was particularly effective. Was that Weymouth game in the FA Cup? I think the one where the FA Cup replay, um, he was, uh, I think he was one of the star players then. Now that's a game with some pressure involved in it, isn't it? But yeah, so he, he can do it, but no, he was uh, he was very good. He wasn't my man of the match on Sunday, but he, he was very good. Who was your man of the match? Max Evans. Max Evans made some fantastic saves. And in the context of him, you know, having not played a football, uh, a, a league fixture uh, before before that one, I thought he was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And I hope that whatever happens next season, obviously would love to think that Grant Smith is our goalkeeper number one goalkeeper but I, I'd certainly like to see a lot more of uh, of Max Evans next season I think he's earned it and it was great to see as well at the end um, he uh, uh, when they were they, they all came over and they all did the the, the good thing of uh, you know clapping the uh, clapping the away fans and Max Evans was getting celebrated and then Grant Smith came came on the pitch and he ran and Max Evans just like dived on him like that and uh, gave him a big hug which was uh, yeah that was uh, that was lovely so yeah everyone was really pleased for him which was yeah and they had, he he gave a good uh, he gave a good chat to Sheridan I thought after the game yeah before uh, before that 
happened. I don't mind peeling the curtain back. He was very nervous pre-match. Bless him. Josh yeah. said he was absolutely bricking it. And fair play to him. I thought there was one in the first half where it could have taken a bit of a deflection, but he palms it round the corner for, a, and that was a genuinely brilliant save. Um, and to get that in the first half of your first proper game, that's that that must have made him feel a little bit a little bit better on later on. Um, there was one thing I was going to mention about Grant Smith that I'm not sure if every listener knows, but he gave away his shirt at the end of the game as you as is nice, lovely, but it wasn't any old shirt. It was a green shirt with Smith one printed on the back of it. There were some rumours pre-match that it may have been a thing, and I can I can confirm it was a thing. There was an outfield shirt printed with Smith one on the back, just in case things got hairy. <laughs> yeah, and I did see it shirt. He gave it to a young supporter in the crowd as well. So You don't yeah. think it was an old Jimmy Smith shirt that they just peeled the zero off? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. But I did think that was funny. Obviously, the bench was uh, just the four of them in the end. Addy, Josh himself, Ollie Haste, and uh, no, uh, um, Alex Bradley obviously started. So it was Addy Yusuf, Josh himself, who he didn't really want to bring himself on, Ollie Haste, and then, of course, um, Grant Smith. So, yeah, they were preparing that, you know, I've no idea where he would have played, <laughs> but they were ready. And apparently, there were some green shorts there if he needed them. There you go. Wow, that would have been something, wouldn't it? Like yeah. when David James came on for Man City back along. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was inexplicable at the time, wasn't it? So yeah. Very there was a lot of there was a lot of talk beforehand about um some players not travelling up. Mm-hmm. Um obviously since then one of those players has since departed. Uh, no prizes for guessing where he might end up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Deep breath, um, deep breath. <laughs> Are you listening, um, Robin Bachelor? <laughs> what was your What was your take on all of that beforehand, Ben? Obviously, you're a little bit closer to, you know, to the, the media side of things, and maybe had any, maybe had some insight into that. And we know we know Worthington was carrying a knock, but you know, the day before, we'd seen Del Gorman in his training gear at the football club i think wilco was there as well beforehand i'm i'm sure i saw him chatting away to darren sal friend of the show darren sal um <laughs> what's your take so we know max hunt legitimately injured um uh, he was there actually when we were at the ground on the saturday and his ankle looked about the size of his head um and so he was legitimately injured um ben barkley we learned had been not necessarily officially recalled but asked to go back to stockport and was part of their celebrations on their final day after winning the title so those two are explained um matt worthington was legitimately injured he probably shouldn't have played in on that tuesday in the somerset premier cup but he was legitimately injured and um wanted to play as far as i'm told but i think it was more of a case of I'm not asking anyone to play and put themselves unnecessarily in harm's way from Josh's point of view. So I believe Matt Worthington was genuinely ill. I simply don't know about the others. Um, Luke Wilkinson said he spent a bit of time in hospital. He was that ill. So, you know, I have no reason not to believe him. I have no reason not to believe him. Um, As for Dale Gorman, we just know that he simply didn't travel. That's kind of all we know. And that's fine. Is it? So I, 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 I can uh, I can tell you I was in the pub uh, before the game when the um, uh, when the team was announced and I was with a number of other Yeovil Town fans and the response from 
every one of them to a man and woman was, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Yep. And that's it. And, and if, you, if, they, if they don't want to be here, I don't want them to be here. So, and if they want to be somewhere else, I've got, you know, uh, this, this, this woking thing is turning into another Ruben. It's turning into another Ruben Reed thing, isn't it? But, but I've got, I've got nothing again. You know, Luke Wilkinson been a brilliant player for us. If he wants to go and play for Woking, uh, that, that, that's absolutely fine. If, if he wants to go somewhere else where he's got, he can get a better deal. He can be closer to home. He can, yeah, all of those reasons. Ultimately, he'd rather be somewhere else than at the Oval Town. If that's the case, thank you very much. I, I, I don't I don't want him at the club. Not because I think he's a bad player or I think he's a injury victim or any of those things. He's uh, he's done, he's done brilliant for us. But if he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be there. Same goes for Dale Gorman. If he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be there. And and anyone else that uh, that that goes there, I would much rather have someone who's got less ability than Dale Gorman or Luke Wilkinson, but actually wants to be there. So there we go. If they they don't want to be there. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't add any more to that, really, but I'm glad the guys that were there gave everything. Alex Bradley really put himself about. It's so, it would have been so easy to switch off and just pass the ball sideways. But even late on, as they were really huffing and puffing and trying to get an equaliser, how easy would it have been for Josh Thornton just to leave the guys out there and not come on himself? But he didn't. He came on because Alex Bradley had run himself into the ground to the point where he got cramp and so you know what fair play fair play to those who went out there it would have been so easy not to very impressed with morgan williams i do want to give him a shout out and i know that's going to be a handy little segue but in the center of defense i thought he marshaled the defense very much leadership stuff from him there i thought he marshaled jack robinson very well i thought he was a little bit more vocal than than mark little at right back who was captain for the day so yeah nice for morgan williams there in a, in a strange position in as so much as he played in this actual position well that's a perfect place to segue ben uh so tell us what what happened after the match so after the match i asked if we could have a quick word with morgan williams and we asked him about the ultium game the season as a whole and of course he had a quiet word or two to say about the oval fans and maybe a few social media followers after his double glovies win Glover's Cast talking to Morgan Williams after the conclusion of not just the final game of the season, but of the season as a whole. That's not a bad way to bow out. A 1-0 win in front of a raucous travelling crowd. That was a nice way to end, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. With, with what's going on like on and off the pitch this season, obviously, we've always wanted to come out and perform for the fans as they're travelling like what, four or five hours. So it was, it was beautiful to finish off with that today and obviously hopefully go next season and do obviously much better. How nice was the clean sheet? You Young Max Evans in behind you making his debut. You were back at centre-half. You had Jack beside you, Mark Little and, and Jordan. That was a nice clean sheet, a well-earned clean sheet, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. Honestly, today was today was all about um, putting the effort in and obviously for, for Evans, um, it's massive for him. Like obviously, it's, it's, I think it's his second professional debut or, or whatever. It's his league debut anyway. Um, and I think it was massive for him to keep clean sheet and obviously the back four, we were solid. Can I ask about these last few days? Obviously, it's been a, a helter-skelter couple of days. Tell us about what Josh Staunton's instilled in this group in just a few short days to get this performance together. I think like we, we've all respected him and obviously he respects us massively. And he kind of just gave us that confidence and belief that um, Chazza obviously did before. So it was kind of just take off from where Chazza left off. 
and um, and go from there. But yeah, Stones has been class all season. Play on and off the pitch. Got to ask about yourself. You've played your first proper men's adult football season. You've been in all season, all areas of defence as well. How did it feel to get a proper first team season under your belt? Oh, fantastic. Like uh, This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to come play first team football. And obviously I got the great opportunity to come to Yeovil Town. So... I'm happy. I'm happy. I can't wait for next season. Can you remember the day on the morning of the Wrexham match where Darren Sal looked at you and said, "I'm going to stick you at left back, Morgan"? How did that feel? Oh, so it was. It was a night game. It was. It was the Tuesday night, and I remember I was with um, Dan Moss in in the room, and we kind of had like inks that I might be playing left back. So I was like, "Whoa, like, this could be something different." So um, I was on the coach uh, checking up YouTube videos how to do this, that, the other, just, you know, bits and bobs, and it helped massively. That's amazing. Now, here on the Glover's Cast, we had our end-of-season awards, yeah. and you won both Player of the Year and Young Player yeah. of the Year. You absolutely blitzed the votes. Tom Knowles was on to do the double-double after yeah. landing both last season, but clearly you've made an impression with the Oval Town fans. What would you like to say to them after picking up a couple of, uh, let's say, not quite as serious gongs, but a couple of Glover's Cast awards as well? Yeah, I just want to say thank you for the support all season. It's been... Like top notch, obviously for for my first season personally, to have the fans backing you week in week out. If there was runs where we weren't performing and they were still backing us, there's runs where we performed and they're still backing us. And like I just want to say thank you to everyone out there. That's a fantastic way to end a wonderful final game, a wonderful season for you. Enjoy your holiday with your young family, and we'll see you back for a preseason. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you to Morgan Williams, a glovey winner, a double glovey winner for taking the time to talk to Ben. He's grown, hasn't he, in the, through his, the season? I remember one of his interviews no. early on. No, I'm just that short. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember his interview early on where he seemed like super nervous and I can't remember what word. He kept using one, a filler word over and over again. It was obviously, I think. Um, but he's, yeah, he seems a lot more comfortable as the season's gone on. She's Ben's charm as an interviewer. Of course it is. Of course. <laughs> I opened him up. Well done, Ben. Um, right, Legends game. Let's let's talk Legends game. We yes. had a fun afternoon. We had a, it was a fun day, wasn't it? Saturday. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was well, just magic. It's the word I keep coming back to. Just felt right. Coatsy, yeah. what was your personal highlight? Oh, what was my personal highlight? Uh, Trevor Kettle. I have to say, Trevor Kettle, I thought was brilliant. I didn't know what he was going to be like, but he was really, it was really good fun. And I think um, uh, a, a few people said after the uh, after the game, what a um, yeah, how he was played the pantomime villain in everything that he was doing. I thought when he chatted to us, he was uh, he was well aware of what people thought of him, not to see Oval Town, but <laughs> in football in general. But um, yeah, no, he was uh, he seemed a really nice guy, and uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I did enjoy that, and so many people said to me on Sunday before the game uh, how much they enjoyed it and how that's what we can be. That's what we should be. Oh, it's just like old. Some people say, "Oh, it's like old times," but it just shows you what what we can be. And we said we said it the other week, didn't we, when we were talking about the um, the amazing work of the miles for mine cyclists and all of those things. It just another one of those those feel good days. So yeah, it was it was brilliant. I loved it. What was your highlight, Ian? Yeah, what was yours? What was my highlight? Um... I think just that that community feel and having like all of those people accessible and 
you know, they were all at pitch side chatting to everyone. It was though, you know, I, I say this a lot that that team and everyone else had Man United when they were a kid and I had that team. I had those players. That was my like equivalent. And it was um, just brilliant to see how, you know, how much they still care about Yeovil and loved their time. And I think speaking to, speaking to the likes of like Gavin Williams and Aaron Davies and, chatting to Gary Johnson after and all that sort of stuff. It was just that period of time is just so special to not only us as supporters, but all of those players who passed through the club at that time. It was just magic. And I think for all those players who played, you know, on the Southwest Legends team as well, like props to them because it's a massive, you know, it's a massive deal to come into, you know, enemy territory isn't it <laughs> all in the aid of a good cause but yeah there was a very you know it was all Yeovil Town supporters there wasn't it looking for their looking for their uh, heroes to roll back the years who was your what was your highlight Ben I've got a couple actually there was a moment before the, the a ball had even been kicked I was looking out we were in the we just finished our, our lunch and I was looking out at the players warming up and there was I was just sat watching for maybe just 30 seconds 45 seconds of Steve Collis and uh, Chris Will just smashing the ball back between each other once more, just to the side of one of the goals. Like I'd watched them done, do that, I don't know how many times, 50 times in those years that they were together. And I just sat there thinking, this all just looks right. <laughs> Everything just looks right. I can stay, Adam Lockwood's over there where he should be, Skibbo's in the middle where he should be. Every, everyone was just in their right place. And it just, everything looked like it should. And then there was another moment, just, just a nice moment for me to be on the terrace with my old man. Watching, watching the legends, and that was just a really nice little moment. Great that we got to um, have, um, uh, yeah, nice, just nice moments. Seeing Kevin Gall score a goal, he got the ball, he scored a goal. That's what he does. Um, yeah, Skip- Kevin Gall. Exactly. <laughs> Skivo nearly missing another charity <laughs> match penalty. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was genuinely relieved when I went in, wasn't it? Yeah, of course, that was he genuine was. Relief, yeah, yeah. It was. And then just the stuff that we managed to do. It was all very surreal. <laughs> I remember when Gavin Williams walks in and I'm just scrambling for my phone going, Dad, take a picture. Take a picture. Hi, Super Gav. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And that was just, yeah, that, that just being in that little office, that little um, shared space, as it's referred to, was, um, was great just to collar people. We had some great chats. If you haven't li- listened to it already, I, I implore you to go back and listen to our last one. Uh, Darren Sarr was incredible. Great, to, great sport for him. Darren Way, that played to him as well. It's not easy for either of those two. But all the legends that came back and just made everything just just right. I loved it. Loved the whole thing. And who was your man of the match? Well, the official man of the match was Taylor Stansfield. And I'm not sure I'm in too much of a position to disagree. But Jamie McAllister was really putting himself about. He wanted to win. (laughs) (laughs) And I say Scott Murray. Scott Murray has surprised me more than anybody, but he, because he looks a bit tubby, didn't he? There was a few of them. <laughs> There's a few of them that look a bit tubby out there on uh, on Saturday, but and Scott Murray did, but he can still bloody move, I tell you, <laughs> Scott Murray, and uh, he knows where the goal is as well, doesn't he? Yes. I, got, I got two. Go on. I got Chris Will, who could definitely still play in goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Could still do a job. And Nicky Crittenden yeah. looks... Exactly the same as he did when he used to play. Yeah. El Colty as well, I thought. Uh, looked pretty trim, didn't he? 
Yeah. And uh, and Gab did the full 90. So did, yeah, despite fears about how big the pitch was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. He he did he did a good job. But no, it was great and uh, I think you know huge thank you to Kevin Gould. Can you believe that? We're still in the group chat I with did, Kevin Gould. Just, just makes no sense. <laughs> what is going on in my life? <laughs> and uh, Abby Carter for the, you know, for putting on the day. Uh, letting us be involved. I know that, you know, <laughs> they've, they've paid us lots of compliments that I don't feel we deserve. But, Not in the slightest. Um, thank, yeah, just thank you to them for letting us be involved because it was a bit of a dream, wasn't it, really? It was yeah. <laughs> It was magic. Here's to uh, version two, leg two, extra away next year, yeah? Should we do it? <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Yeah, a bit further for you guys to come down. Oh, yeah, good point. If you've gone that far, you might as well, haven't you? <laughs> Very true. I'll have to, um, I'll have to pick up uh, Ben up an hour earlier, though, for that one. <laughs> no, you won't. You will be there early. <laughs> Get there two hours early. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, so Ben has also chatted to a legend from the Southwest team. So this is kind of going to be a bit of a mishmash of a segue. So obviously, we've appointed a new manager. Have we? In, in Mr. Chris Hargreaves. Um, did you? Yeah, yeah, kind of big news. Um, yeah, so we've appointed a new manager, and Ben has spoken to a legend. Well, tell the listeners, Ben, this legend, Kevin so, Nicholson, right? Yeah, so Kevin Nicholson played 300 and something games for Torquay United, is currently head of coaching at Exeter City, and played for the Southwest Legends. I thought he knows Exeter, he knows the legend of Adam Stansfield from an Exeter point of view, and he played in the game, and we didn't get a chance to talk to him on Saturday, so I'll give him a call. So I dropped him a text and just said, hey, do you want to come on and have a chat with us? That would be cool. And then we got to talking about the fact that he used to play with and under Chris Hargreaves. And then he told me a little secret as to why he knows him slightly better than any of the other players that played on him on that Saturday. You three have got a very good dynamic, you know, all three of you are absolute plebs. You three have got a very good dynamic, you know, all three of you are absolute plebs. You three have got a very good dynamic, you know, all three of you are absolute plebs. Now on the Glover's Cast, time for a little wind back and who knows a little wind forward as well. I'm delighted to be joined by one of the Southwest legends from the uh, Adam Stansfield Memorial game. And when you've played 300 and something games for Torquay United with a few others for Forest Green Rovers and Bath City thrown in for good Good measure, you can definitely call yourself a Southwest legend. I'm delighted to welcome Kevin Nicholson to the podcast. Kev, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Not a problem at all. Um, the reason we wanted to ask you on, actually, because A, we're taking a bit of time to, to look back at the, um, the the Legends game. And also, I'm going to ask you in a little bit about your time working under our brand new manager. Of course, you were at Torquay United for forever and a day, it seems, and played a long, long time there, including a little bit of time under Chris Hargreaves. So, but first, I want to rewind the clock a week. Well, actually, I want to rewind the clock a little bit further than that. What did you think when Kevin Gore picks up the phone and, and says... I'm uh, getting this idea together. I'm going to get some legends and we're all going to go to Hewish Park and, and have a game. How quickly did you say yes? Straight away. Straight away. I think um, when, I, when I knew what it was for, um, it's a no-brainer. I, I like to try and um, give back a little bit without sounding too cheesy. You know, I've been fortunate enough, like you say, to be down in the Southwest. And I've had loads of good experiences. Um, I'd never really thought about it, how much of my kind of time has been spent Southwest until you said that. But yeah, Bath, obviously Forest Green, 
um, talking now Exeter, I suppose I have uh, I have really spent quite a, a lot of my career down here. And I think an opportunity to give back to something like that was a, an absolute no-brainer. Um, and I hadn't really spoken to Gawley or Abby before when they when they got in touch. Um, and I think they did an absolute unbelievable job at putting together such a good day with so many good guys, so many good players. Um, you know, I've said, said to a few people, like normally when you have one of these kind of charity games and it's a, a so-and-so legends, it's somebody that played a youth team game 20 years ago and they were just kind of trying to get in anyone they can. Um, this definitely wasn't that, was it? There, there really was, uh, I'm sure... The Yeovil fans had a tear in their eye looking at some of the, the Yeovil legends coming back and, and playing from yesteryear and and so many of the guys in the Southwest legends that I'd had the pleasure of playing mainly against. Um, so, yeah, really, really good day, really well organised and, and very enjoyable. Now, we're recording this on the Thursday, so it has been a few days since. We're hearing reports that a number of players are still feeling it a little bit after putting in 90 minutes. How are the legs, Kevin? Uh, overall, good. I have to say the lesson I learned was don't let yourself get dragged at half time and then agree to go back on. Um, the, the first 45 minutes, I was thinking I was going to make a comeback. I, I was feeling good. Um, you know, felt like I was probably running quicker in my mind than I actually was. But, you, you know, it's like when you finish playing, you remember yourself as being a lot better player than what you actually were. Um, and yeah, after 45 minutes, I thought, you know what? I've still got it. And then when uh, when Darren Saul said, do you want to go back on? And I said, yes, it seemed a good idea until my calf went about three minutes into it. Um, and yeah, since then, I've been uh, nursing it back to health. But uh, <laughs> overall, feeling fit, enjoyed it and uh, certainly not moaning. I think that's a Glover's Cast exclusive. We are not ruling out a comeback. Who knows? It could be Absolutely. could be next season. That's not a problem. Um, you, you mentioned there that obviously you're now with with Exeter City. Uh, you haven't ever played for Exeter City, but now as a as a role in the backroom staff as head of coaching there, you might understand as much as anybody just what legacy Adam leaves. To us, obviously, he's 2002 in the FA Trophy, but to Exeter, he's so much more for his time since he left Yeovil and then went to Exeter. Tell me a little bit about how Adam sort of goes through that football club on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I, it's it's daily, really. It's every match day, you know. You, you've It's something that you don't get away from. When I first came into the academy, it was actually Jay Stansfield who'd just left. Um, he'd just got his move to Fulham. And, and I hadn't met Jay. Um, and I didn't know um, Stanis particularly well. I, I played against him. He'd, he'd ripped me up a couple of times, and um, I'd had the pleasure of that, but I didn't know him personally. Um, but it's just a constant reminder. You've obviously got the stand. Um, you've got the, the giant shirt that goes mm. up and down um, on, a, on a match day, and it's just it's a legacy, and it's you know the guys that have, have taken that over and ran with it in terms of the charity stuff. Um, the foundation, it's just such a good thing to come from something that was so sad and affected so many people in a, in a bad way, for something to come out of it that's been so positive and so ongoing uh, for such a length of time. And again, you know, you, you go back to Saturday and 2,000 people coming out for a charity game is unheard of. You, you, it just doesn't happen. You know, don't get me wrong, of course it happens at Old Trafford when it's superstars against the world and so on, but... For a southwest group of players to, and, and people to put together something like that, and a fan base of of Yeovil and, and Exeter, and hopefully the odd Torquay fan maybe came and and Hereford, I think um, it it's just says everything that needs to be said, really. 
It does. And it was a huge credit to Jay himself. Now, of course, a Premier League footballer with Fulham next season that he gave his time up as well to be there and to do the halftime raffles and stuff. I, I, I couldn't put myself in his position, but amazing that he could be there. And even more amazingly, that his son, Taylor, found himself in prime position for a last minute equaliser. Do you think Scott Brown's ever going to live down that first save, though? Absolutely not. Scott Brown is one of the nicest men I've ever met in football and I could tangibly feel how devastated he was that he managed to, to save that and I was stood talking to Matt Taylor at the time and there was just a, a silent look at each other and I think we were both thinking the same thing, he is going to get battered um, and yeah, he made sure on the second one that there was, uh, there was no repeating that mistake and it was just a, a lovely moment, it was great kind of hearing the fans go up, you could see the smile. I've seen the pictures after of the celebration and there's just a genuine happiness there. And, and that's what it's all about, those games. Albeit, you'd be amazed that there was an annoyance with the, the initial penalty that was given to make it 3-2 with the Southwest Legends, that how dare he give a penalty and, and do this because we should be winning. So it, it was quite nice to have that competitive feel for a little while as well. Are you suggesting Trevor Kettle made an incorrect decision? Surely not. Uh, no comment, no comment. No, I'm not that's... sure if I can get done for, for <laughs> get putting the game into disrepute is when you start talking about refs, isn't it? So. It is indeed. I will say this. If anyone hasn't listened to our little podcast we did actually last week, we got a little chat with Trevor Kettle and he was brilliant, brilliant value. A top, top gen all the time in the world for everybody on the day. Huge amounts of praise for us. But yeah, some of those decisions were a little tiny bit iffy. Although he did book Scott Brown for that save. So I'll let him off. Which is fair enough. Which Absolutely. Is deserved. Yeah. It absolutely deserved. Well, listen, on behalf of us at the Glover's Cast, I know Kev and Abby have, have made time to, to make sure everyone is really, really thanked. Thank you so much for giving up your time and coming up and, and being part of that event. And who knows if there might be a, a rematch in the near future at some point. But absolutely, we really appreciate you giving up your time and, and for Adam. And, and we know how much he means to everyone. So thank you very much for that. No problem at all. Um, so the second reason we asked you on is because obviously during your time at Torquay United, you played under a certain Chris Hargreaves, who has this week been named the new Yeovil Town Manager. And we were thinking, well, two birds, one stone. We'll get Kevin Nicholson on to talk about what it's like to play under Chris Hargreaves. Now, it was seven or so years ago, but it's the only time that he's had another first team manager's job. However, we were talking off air. You've got a slightly closer connection to him, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, obviously... We both signed as players for Torquay back in 07. Um, and, and I got really close to Chris and we, we had a very, very good team spirit, particularly those first three or four years um, when we first came down. And, and yeah, he, he actually, uh, I didn't have ushers at my wedding. I had three best men um, and, and he was one of them. And so um, he, he was always a character. He was always um, a leader on the pitch. I recently did a podcast, My, uh, my Best Eleven, and, uh, and he was in that team because he was just an out-and-out out leader. Um, you know, when you were playing with him, you'd have ran through a wall for him. He, he really had that manner about him. Um, and then, yeah, he went away and he kind of earned his stripes as a coach um, at Bournemouth. Um, and then he came back in and, and yeah, it was, it was a bit strange, if I'm honest, having, uh, having your mate kind of as manager. Um, <laughs> And although I'll go into a bit more detail with him as a manager, he actually ended up releasing me. So I think uh, to, to be released by your best man is probably something I have uh, over most of the population. I can't imagine many others have had that. 
No, that's a slightly awkward conversation at the end of a season, isn't it? Thanks very much for that speech, mate. Very heartfelt, but um, I'm going to have to let you go. <laughs> yeah, it was it was along those lines as well. It was along <laughs> those lines. So I mean, it, it can't have been easy for him, it, you know. I, having having managed myself, you know, it's never easy letting any player go. It's the worst part of the the job, but to do it to somebody that you know well um, and 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 we're close with, I can imagine it would have been an awful. Uh, an awful few nights leading up to that when he'd uh, when he'd made his mind up but football moves on and um, you know it comes to everybody it's just unfortunate that it happened to be they say that if you've got friends in football you're in a good place so I was hoping for a five-year contract and a testimonial but it didn't quite work out it didn't no of the time that you did spend with him what type of coach was he at that sort of time and do you think or, or maybe think it or hope that he may have uh, sort of adapted over the last seven years of working in academies and, and on the telly and stuff? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the honest answer to that is that when he came back, I had all the lads asking me what he was like and what it was going to be like. And I I was kind of saying, look, I, he's only been coaching for a couple of years, so I'm not, I can't really vouch for him as a coach. I don't know what he's going to be like, but I imagine he, he'll be really good for the dressing room and really good with the guys and so on. And when he came back, he was an outstanding coach. I mean, he put the hours in. I know how much he'd done in terms of travelling to to Bournemouth. I mean, that's not an easy road from Exeter to Bournemouth across the uh, the A roads. And it, it, it had taken an hour and a half, two hours every morning. He was going in, he was putting in his, it's like putting in an apprenticeship again. It's you, you go through, through your playing career. If you're lucky enough to hang around long enough, you become a veteran. Um, and then all of a sudden you stop and you go back to being the youngster again, when you get into the coaching world and, and he'd, he'd earned his stripes and he'd obviously learned from Eddie Howe and he'd, he'd put the work in. And he came back and his coaching was excellent. Um, like I say, I, unfortunately, in terms of being able to deal with a, a, a mate in the dressing room, it was a little bit harder for him. And I think experience over these last kind of seven or eight years would probably have helped him in that sense because he's now tasted academy football. He's been in and around a, a, a League One, League Two team with Bristol Rovers. Um, he, you know, he's, he's really had a good look at all aspects of football. Um, but the, the thing that probably surprised me, if I'm honest, but I think what the, the guys at Yeovil will get is they'll get a, a well-organised, well-planned and, and some real good coaching, um, along with seven extra years of experience, a, a little bit more grey hair and, uh, and probably a little bit more knowledge on how to deal with those things that uh, were more difficult when he first started. I reckon we can handle a little bit more grey hair if it comes with the extra knowledge and experience on top. So I don't think we're going to be doing too much moaning on that. Well, that, to be, to be fair, sounds like a pretty good uh, a pretty good assessment from, uh, like I say, someone who was incredibly close to him as, as not just a, a teammate, but as a friend as well. Um, Kevin, I've kept you for long enough of your time on this Thursday evening already. I'm going to wrap it up there by simply saying, firstly, thank you so much for your little bit of an insight with regards to Chris Hargreaves. But secondly, and again, thank you so much for being part of that special, special day last Saturday in the Southwest Legends team. No, thank you. I'll be, I'll be keeping an eye out on Yeovil season for sure. And if you've got any good youngsters there at Exeter, you're more than welcome to loan them to your old mate, uh, Chris. Um, no problem at all. I'm, sure he know, I'm sure he's got our number. He'll come knocking <laughs> if needed. I really appreciate your time, bud. Thanks so much. Take care. So well done, Ben. Lovely chat there with uh, with Kevin Nicholson. And it would be lovely, wouldn't it, if we could, if there's another Ollie Watkins in the making down at St. James's Park, if he could find his way to us, that would be um, a very good thing. 
but or even another Jay Stansfield. <laughs> or even another Jay Stansfield, yeah. Take yeah. One of him. I, yeah, I take a take take a couple of him. I have two of him, one Ali Watkins, um, and <laughs> someone that's not and, a bad front three. I was going to say, and uh, what's his name? Dyer, Jordan Dyer, Alex Dyer, whatever his name is. The one, the one who didn't play a minute. Anyway, yeah, not him. Um, uh, so, yes, we have a new manager. Probably the worst kept secret, obviously exclusively revealed by uh, Somerset Live on, on, on Monday, but uh, widely... Yeah, Bristol no, Live. Bristol well, Live. well, we said it was Bristol Live, and then Somerset Live said actually it was us. That put it out. So <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, it was just good to see Somerset Live reporting something about Yeovil Town. But um, there we go. I'm sure they'll be back. Um, oh, can we get some aloe vera for that burn? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's we've got to sign someone else from Bristol, so I'm sure they'll cover that. But um, but yes. So Chris Argreaves is our new manager, and yours truly here uh, took time out of his lunch hour on. Wednesday was it Wednesday it I think, was, yeah. to have a chat with him and uh, it was me and Sheridan and uh, Aidy Hopper from Free Valleys a guy from ITV as well but I have to say first impressions I know you know judge these people uh, judge everybody on what they do rather than what they say but I found him a a very nice man very pleasant chap. I think uh, hopefully he'll, he'll be very, very helpful. He's very open. He was very much focused on what he was here to do, which is to manage a, manage a football team. I tried to chuck, chuck a couple of off the field questions at him. You wouldn't expect anything less of me, would you? But, uh, <laughs> and he sidestepped though with the old, I'm just focused on the pitch, but yeah, did say that, um, he knew what was going on off the pitch, which is which is good to hear. Um, maybe we'll ask him about that when we speak to him next. But um, uh, but yeah, I thought he spoke very positively. Again, said about players earlier. If you don't want to be at Yeovil Town, we don't want you to be at Yeovil Town. I genuinely believe that Chris Argreaves is looking forward to managing our football club. Wants to genuinely wants to do well with the club. Genuinely wants to do well for himself. It's obviously been a long time since he's been. Um, in, in, in first team football does seem very experienced does seem have, uh, have, have a good pedigree not just the badges that he's got but he, he knows the level where you could tell from what he was talking about he, he knows a lot of people he's got a good contacts book um, yeah so I will be completely honest and say he wouldn't have been my first choice uh, when I voted in the poll I, I did not vote for Chris Hargreaves but having heard him I 100% would urge everybody to get get behind him. We've got to, haven't we? we you know, there's no point in us pulling in different directions. He's our manager. And um, whatever we think about anything to do with the club, those players and that manager deserve um, deserve our support from the get go. Whatever Stratford down the way in the first friendly, whatever it is, we've got to um, we've got to get behind him. So yeah, he will have my. 100% support. What did you guys think of uh, what you had to say? Ian, go for it. Yeah, I thought he, he talked, you know, he, he talked as I kind of expected, you know, his his background, we can talk about Torquay being, you know, that was seven years ago. That's ancient history in football in terms really, isn't it? I'm sure he's learned a lot since that time and working with young players, it kind of tees it up for what we can probably expect in you know next season i think it's going to be a squad of you know younger players who probably he's worked with before um and probably players that are 
coming from around this area. If he's tied, if you know he's got ties with Exeter, he's got ties with Bristol Rovers, ties with Bournemouth. You know, with slap bang in the middle of all three of those places. Um, so I, I'd imagine you know he's going to use that network and use those contacts to bring us some players. And you know, I don't think you know that's not something to sniff at particularly. Bournemouth produced some good players. Exeter have produced some good players. Bristol Rovers have produced some good players. So there's bound to be players in amongst those who are, you know, aren't going to make it at that level. But for Yeovil Town, they they can probably do do something. I think you know, you look at our success back along. It was based off of a young, hungry team, wasn't it? That, you know, the team that we all watched last Saturday, <laughs> twenty odd years ago. They were <laughs> they were. Very quick. When, when you say they were hungry uh, <laughs> on, on Saturday, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. It, I, and, you know, I, I'm always going to be optimistic when a new person comes into the club, like regardless of what's going on off the pitch, he'll know what what he's working with, what he's got to do and you know what's expected of him so you know it's exciting to have a new person in there for me can, can i just say sorry ben i know it's your turn but um <laughs> uh, but, but i did I, I just wanted to say what one thing that i did really like about it is someone talking positively about our football club because uh, it, it's it kind, of, kind of got to me listening to listening to Darren Saul when he moved to Woking talk about Woking and and I, I was really pleased um, when Charlie Lee spoke so positively um, about the club as well but it feels like a very long time since anybody has really spoken with real enthusiasm and there hasn't been a bit of a afterthought of just just Orton. We 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 can we all know just Orton loved this club and he's proven that by everything that he's um that he's that he's done for us. But even when he was talking, he was saying, Oh yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing here, wasn't he? Which is absolutely fair enough, because why would he? But there was there's always been that little something. Charlie Lee saying, Oh, I'm not really sure what's happening next. To hear Chris Argus come in and say, it's a great club, great fan base, all the things you'd expect him to say. Yeah, okay, I'm you know, not expecting him to say anything else. But the fact that he's talking positively about it, I I, I really like and I, I want to hear more of that. It make, makes me feel better. Sorry, Ben, your turn now. No, <laughs> taking I, it. I, he's taking I, his point. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I completely agree. It was going to be one of my points is that actually you're absolutely spot on. There's 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 gonna be a lot to add. At the moment, it's just hidden. Yeah. I want to know who his assistant is, who his goalie coach is, who his coaches are. Is he going to have a scouting network? Is he going to have someone more senior? Is he going to have a director of football type thing or whatever it might be? We need to know those little bits next. And we need to have that first signing that everyone goes, oh, yeah. Preferably that one maybe isn't his son, although we can probably assume that that will happen. Have it didn't work, didn't work out too bad for us 20 years ago, did it? No, exactly. <laughs> I have no problem with it. He did okay at Kings, you know, by, by all accounts, from what I can see. So... Yeah, this is Chris Argreaves' son, Cameron, midfield player, released yeah. by Bristol Rovers. Fine. Get him in. I don't care. If he's good enough for mid-table of the National League, crack on. Yeah, bring thought him you in. Were, thought you were going to break out into if he's good enough for you. He's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, one thing I, I did notice was that last season, there was a lot of, and it more so came from the players, of I'm here to get promoted. You know, I've got one more promotion in me, Martin Little said, and Yeovil are going to do it. Charlie Wakefield, I'm, I'm, I'm a football league player. And I'm just going to drag you over along with me. 
everyone, you know, even even halfway through the season, Jordan Barnett went, we are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> and we all went, oh, brilliant. This is nice. Didn't happen. <laughs> Did and, <we>? so, <laughs> and so it was nice to, to have a realistic look of, we aren't going to compete with the money we can spend. But if I can get a team together that people want to be around, then it will garner support and it will help that positive influence go. And that's a realistic way of going. And all we're trying to do is bridge, as it stands, a 15-point gap to seventh place. That's what we're going to try and do this summer. How we go about that, how he goes about that, who he goes about that with, will determine how successful he is at this football club. Um, and that's that's pretty much all we can ask for him. But I, I like that he was realistic without dampening down expectations. He didn't come in and go, ooh, let's just stay up. Ooh, let's just, you know. He didn't. He was like, look, we're up against it, but I'm here to put a squad together to fight up against it. And that's what we're going to do. Exactly the same as you, Dave. Let's have someone that comes in, positive, fresh atmosphere, has promised to talk to all the players, has promised to give everyone the chance to have a conversation with him. We know who we'd like to keep hold of. We know who we can probably say goodbye to and not feel any worse to wear. But now that's up to him to make some choices. So I look forward to the next couple of days and, and hearing he's in, he's out. He's my new coach. He's my new scout. He's this, he's that. And yeah, this feels like the first moment of, dare I suggest it, on the field clarity since Darren Salon left. Can I just add that whilst I won't, uh, or, or in the same way that I, I did and have judged Ruben Reed on the goals he scored this season, I will judge Chris Hargreaves harshly on his willingness to come on this podcast. <laughs> He's been invited. I thought you were going to say on the goals he scores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not he that scored short one of players, against us, didn't he? he? Scored one against us. We were looking this up in history books, weren't we? Yeah, he scored for Northampton Town against us way back when. Way back when. Yeah, I was probably there. Probably saw it. It's all that long ago, in black and white. When he had long hair. Yes, yeah, I do remember. Him <laughs> he was a hair. little bit Gareth Ainsworth at one point, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, but yes. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's find yeah. out. Let's have. Let's have a coach. This is the it's best happened. part of like a football manager game, isn't it? Now when yeah. you get to clean slate, yeah, you all select by free agent, <laughs> age range seventeen to nineteen. You're really cheeky, <laughs> international caps. You're thinking, oh, forty eight caps for Outer Mongolia. He's in. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, so we're you know, it's difficult to feel anything other than optimistic, isn't it, at the moment because. I, I think it's New worth guy. saying. I think it's worth saying that I understand that there's a bit of a underwhelmness to it, because we were told there was forty to fifty applicants, including people who had coached at the highest level. This guy hasn't coached at the highest level, but everyone wanted. Well, it appears everyone who voted in our poll wanted Jamie McAllister, who has arguably got less of a coaching managerial record than he does. But because of Jamie McAllister's association with us and what he did. Nine years ago to this very day that we record, nine years ago to yesterday, as to when you listen to this, gives him an almighty association with us. And I get that. I get that. I really do. I didn't want somebody who didn't get the locality. Michael Jolly's name was um, was banded about and no connection to the Southwest at all, as far as I can see. And I'm just banded about by Coatsy, wasn't it? Yeah, mostly. Um, so <laughs> seven votes. Can, can, I, can I just point out? I, I wrote that piece after a five hour uh, car journey with Ben Barrett. So that's all I'm saying. Unbelievable. I'm, um, I'm not giving away my sources, but that's <laughs> a no BB <problem>. source. <laughs> so 
yeah, I, I wanted someone who knew the area, who got it, because as we've as I've said a few times, it takes a certain type of player to play for Yeovil. It doesn't always work. It's <laughs> you've got to be a bit special to come and play here in the middle of nowhere. So it, it takes a certain type of person. And I know that or I believe that Chris Hargreaves will have that attitude to make it work at a place like Yeovil and will understand what type of players he can bring in. So that's good. I'll do it. I can play. I'm I'm nearby. Yeah, good. <laughs> If he needs me. <laughs> How do we know you're not his assistant? No, it's because um, he's a prominent local businessman instead. No, yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he's on I'm, the board. Isn't on he? the board, yeah. 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 The yeah. board that's been appointed by the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. When did the season end again? And there's a concrete framework. There wasn't a concrete framework that was going to technically, be. Technically, the playoffs haven't happened yet. Oh, okay. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Is this, is this the seven days rule, is it? Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, right. Well, keep an eye out for a concrete framework if you're at Hewish Park. There'll be one arriving any day now. <laughs> Are they the type of things that go past on a really huge lorry and slow <laughs> everyone up? Like... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's it. it. It is interesting that there's no, no season tickets available yet, as I kind of thought that the sale of season tickets in their thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands directly impacts his budget. Well, at the moment, he's not getting a penny. Because we haven't got any season tickets on sale, do, but at I least we like... got at least we got a brand new kit on sale for the last game of the. Si- oh no, no. To, uh, uh, to be fair though, we did open the club shop on the legends. Oh no, we didn't. No, yeah. we didn't do that either, did we? I do. No. I do like the Scott Priestnell. It's like Voldemort. You can't say his name. <laughs> he, his budget. <laughs> he who shall not be named. No, Chris Hargreaves' budget will be directly dependent on oh, okay. how many thousands of season tickets we sell. If we go and sell 9,000 season tickets, <laughs> laughing, aren't we? We are well, laughing, you're right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if we sell none, as we currently have, surely that directly affects the budget. Am I wrong? Someone tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Right. We, we, it was like this last year, wasn't it? Season tickets came out late. Yeah. <laughs> what can you say? Yeah, but nevertheless, I hope that there'll be a very good season ticket offer due. Maybe that's the thing that outdates this podcast. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe. the thing that goes maybe. live on eight o'clock tomorrow morning and then suddenly we're like, oh. If it's not right. that, it'll be the announcement that the council have bought the land. Segway. <laughs> Segway. Segway to what? GCQs or? <laughs> Apparently to talking about the council buying the land. <laughs> well, who knows what's happening? The the room. I know are... someone who knows what's happening. Do you? When's he coming on again? Is he on? I <laughs> know. Oh, well, after no, he, he was. To be fair, he was coming on when he'd appointed a manager. Oh, he's appointed a manager now, wasn't he? Yeah. Maybe uh, okay. he needs that concrete framework. Then God, this could go on a while, couldn't it? The um, <laughs> the rumors are that something needed to happen this week. Um, who knows? Who knows what's going on, but hopefully Mr. Priestnell will clarify it soon. Um, I got a crying child. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, a crying child. Uh, yeah, they are a nightmare. I've had one myself. Um, so, Dave, let's talk about the, um, the deal that might or might not go through. Because apparently it might go through this week. It might, it might be the thing that outdates us. Who knows? Yeah. What does it mean? What does £2.8 million do to this football club? 
2.8 million pounds could do an awful lot to this football club, can it? If the 2.8 million pounds was invested in the football club, it could pay off a, our debts to um, Sport England, which is best part of a million pound. That leaves you with 1.8 million pounds left. Okay. Um, I, I would assume that there are other bills which have to be paid. Um, so it could pay off uh, pay off those bills. It could helpfully prop up our, our our balance sheet but also it could um very positively give the man we've just been talking about chris Hargreaves, a real real shot in the arm not suggesting that he's going to be given a million pounds to uh to put into a playing budget but i'm sure that kind of money could uh yeah very happily find his way to funding some players uh maybe improvements to the stadium improvements to the drainage in the car park i don't know or giving the outside of the stadium a good wash if he can't get those uh pressure washes and the cherry picker that he's uh he, he clearly can get hold of as the head of screw fix but um yeah so 2.8 million pounds could do an awful lot of uh awful lot of good um or it could pay off various debts couldn't it and we've just been uh, flicking through the Screwfix catalogue, trying to spend two point eight million quid, mate. Just wondered yeah. if you could uh, maybe. Can you fill out an order sheet for us? <laughs> and, and, well, I was kind of order hoping, sheet. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for some staff discount, to be honest. Yeah. What 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 can we get for two point seven million pounds instead of two point eight? Get the whole of Screwfix. Yeah, we could do if we tried. I'm sure. Okay. Cool. Try and child sorted. Not quite. I was going to say, I can still hear that a little bit in the background. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, what are we doing now? We, have, we, have we talked enough about the council deal? I mean, we don't know, do we? We don't know if it's done. There's, there, there'll be people out there probably within the vicinity of Bunford Lane, I think South Somerset District Council headquarters is. And um, obviously, Scott Priestnell, who will know. Uh, and I'm sure at some point, if and when it has happened, then uh, we will have the privilege and the honour of uh, finding out about what has happened with the only have you, have you said that we've reached out to the council i haven't said that but there we go we've e- have, yeah we've emailed the council to to ask them if there's been any developments but as of yet no no reply that was first in this morning on yeah. thursday so yeah who knows thursday. so what we can promise you dear glovers cast listeners is, is as soon as we hear something we will let you know and I'd like to think that anybody else out there who may or may not have an interest in South Somerset District Council or Yeovil Town would do exactly the same thing as the first available opportunity. And I've no doubt, doubt no reason to doubt anybody, uh, no promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. You are. You do, like, <laughs> you do like to poke, don't you, Dave? Here we go then. Right. Do you want me to pick up the questions? Go for it. Okay. Uh, Debs, Glover's Girl asks, just on a wash-up from our season, which was the best away ground you all visited? A wash-up? A wash-up. You never have a wash-up at the end of something? You know, see how everything went and what you could have done better? I don't think I've ever referred to it as a wash-up. Oh, okay. All right. I, uh, I, know, I know what you mean by a wash-up, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what was my favourite ground? Hmm. That's a very good question. I mean, for I... me, I've got to flip a coin because I only went to Boreham Wood and Weymouth. Yeah. 
either of them are particularly going to be high in the favourites list. Are they? I, I, I do have to say, I really like Oldershot. And yeah, that's because you're born there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, Darren Sell did say that Oldershot was his favourite game in his, uh, in his first season. I do like Oldershot. Get a great, uh, get a good atmosphere there. Um, we did have a good atmosphere and we won the game right back on bank holiday Monday in August. Um, that was a, that was a good day. I do enjoy, um, do enjoy going there um, as a, yeah, as a ground. I'm, I'm going to pick Aldershot. I am, I'm just going to the fixed list now. I think I am going to go for, I'd like, I liked Solihull apart from the press box, which was, that does impact most supporters of a football match as well. Exactly. It? So I think everyone else would have enjoyed Solihull more than I would have done. But I think I'm just going to go. Wrexham was nice, but it was like a Tuesday night. I think I'd like to see that on like a busy Saturday afternoon. So Could have done if we had all got COVID. Can they do it on a sunny Saturday afternoon? Is that the question you're asking? That's, that's the question I'm answering. Um, it's always I, sunny. I am... <laughs> I'm going to go with Solihull Moors. Nice little community setup thing going on there. They got some stuff outside. Yeah, nice Solihull Moors, and a Peaky Blinders bar as well. Debs will remember that. I met Debs in there back at the start of the season. There you go. There you go. Had a good burger. That's all I had from there. I didn't have yeah. a Peaky Blinders bar. Do 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 like a good underdog story as well. So Wrexham's always going to come up high in that, <laughs> isn't it? The, the underdogs of Wrexham. <laughs> oh, stupid. Um, yeah. Harry Eaton. So, now, come on, Ian, you got to flip the coin. Oh, or okay. or Weymouth. I enjoyed neither. Um, you met me for the first time in person at Boreham Wood. What's not to like about that? Oh, I see, carry on. <laughs> Harry Eaton. Uh, Harry Eaton asked, at the Somerset Premier Cup final, just before Barkley scored our third, I turned to my friend and said, no way we score from this corner with three men up. Have either of you, either, have any of you, had a football experience like this where you've been forced to immediately eat your words. So I tell you something I, I, I did in a pre-season friendly against Bath City. And, and that was against Bath City, wasn't it? Yeah. So this is years ago. There wasn't even a roof on the terrace. And I was quite young, as I remember, and quite stupid. Um, I was stood on the terrace and um, there was a Bath player who had the ball probably about 35 yards out. Now this Bath player about two minutes earlier had like um, been clear through on goal and, and pulled one wide. I shouted shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking well, I'm never going to score from there. Is he, do you know what he did? <laughs> Scored from there. <laughs> and some, I remember some bloke turning around at me and give me a right. Tap. This is a pre-season friendly against Bath City, but yeah, I, I did have to eat my words because I shouldn't shout shoot. I, I I can't remember the exact game, but I know it was it was in the non-league era. I spent a bit of time getting really really angry about the fact that we continually took short corners, and I hate that we took short corners because they never work ever ever ever. And I remember getting really irate at this short corner, only to see a lovely little loopy cross come in and someone to nod the thing home. Um, so yeah, for me, I remember getting angry at short corners because they don't work, only for them to work. I've had one this season. Okay. With Jordan Barnett against Torquay. <laughs> I think someone else has commented on that one saying they had the same. But yeah, I said, don't shoot. And uh, there you go. And I've got a similar one from, this is not Yeovil Town related, but back watching uh, Chelsea versus Arsenal in the pub. Oh, and remember Arsenal. Alex. Arsenal, I can't believe Arsenal, it. Remember yeah. Alex, the centre-back, the Brazilian centre-back, lined up a free kick. And I said, oh, it's all right, it's Alex. 
and then he just proceeded to twat it in the top corner. <laughs> a technical um, term. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Chris Hargreaves will be telling all of his players to do. Just, just twat it in the top <laughs> corner. <laughs> hey, Debs' kids aren't around when he says that. What's the next uh, GCQ? The next question is from Robin Batchelor. Do you expect... Is it about to... Woking? It's not. No, it's not. Oh, right. Time. Well done, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't alienate the listeners. I'm um, sorry, Robin. I'm not really, but I am. <laughs> do you expect us to be picking up lots of Bristol Rovers youth team players due to Chris Hargreaves' connections? Feels like a fall from grace since we used to compete with them, but hopefully he can pad out the squad with some good young players. Well, I have been waiting for the Bristol Rovers release list ever since we got Chris Hargreaves announced. Put it that way, yes. But that's fine. I think that's probably okay. And that will almost certainly include his son. <laughs> you don't know this. No, but I think it's it makes completely viable sense. I look forward to welcoming Glenn, uh, Kieran Phillips, John Nolan, Tom Mehew. Ben Little. We're going to buy them all, are we? Yeah, Pablo Martinez. Who are we? Wayne, uh, Woking, are we? <laughs> um, uh, Kean Harris, Ollie Hulbert. Yeah, looking forward to Can I say, I think we should be, I think we should be going for Seymour from Exeter if we get the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I know we only had him for a few games, but I saw enough there that I thought giving him a, give him a run of games and I think he can do something. Yeah. Bear in I, mind, I, he played at a time when we couldn't score anything <laughs> and that was a terrible run, but I felt there was something there that could have been handy. And I know he's been released, hasn't he, by Exeter? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right, yeah, he has. Yep. Dave, any expectations from you? Do you think we're going to be picking up the... The Rovers rejects? Yeah. Uh, now, um, well, we said it already, haven't we? That he's obviously got a good contacts book in West Country football. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's some good players in the Bristol Rovers Academy that need a, um, a loan spell. Uh, and same with Exeter, Bournemouth, Torquay, wherever. Yeah, I, I, I would think um, maybe not Torquay, but there's, I'm sure there's players out there who he'll be looking at. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And equally, I think we've got to realise that whether we like it or not, Bristol Rovers are a League One club and we're a National League club, so don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Whoever looks a horse in the mouth, anyway? It's a strange phrase, isn't it? A horse dentist? Good point. <laughs> I think that's what it means, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Soylent Green asks, what's happened to the, pro- the promised interview with the chairman? Well, he said once he's appointed a manager, he'll be on. And in in fairness, fairness, we're waiting. We're, we're waiting for him, yeah. rather than the other way around, because we don't want to tell you we've got Occupies. him this week, and then it'll not happen because you know we're just going to crack on as we would normally. But a couple of weeks ago, we said, we're here twice a week. You're welcome anytime. But now we're not going to be here twice a week. We're here <laughs> once a week. <laughs> Although if someone picks up the phone, we might. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris Fox in Gloves asks, when is the Glovers cast live show happening? And when is the quiz coming back? 
I, I was stood next to Foxy on uh, on Saturday. I'm not going to say I planted that last point, but I may have done. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who withdrew the quiz, Dave. <laughs> well, it, it was just, well, it took weeks for people to even realise it wasn't here anymore. <laughs> well, they're yeah. missing it, mate. They're missing it. All because of one faux pas on a question <laughs> a few weeks was, ago. <laughs> toys went out the pram. <laughs> Maybe next season, Foxy. How about that? Maybe we'll bring it back for next season. There we go. He's, it's not a live promise. show. Yeah. Live show. Well, we kind of had a live show. Well, we just have to re record it. <laughs> <laughs> but we had all the setup there for a live show, didn't we? We've yeah, got the not. gear. We've got a bit of an idea now. Yeah. The problem is, we don't live in the same place. <laughs> it's true. Have car, we'll travel. We could do a live Ascar, show. We'll we pick could up do ben a, and travel. <laughs> we could do a live show at Solihull. Yeah. For the yeah. supporters of Solihull. Yeah, but not in the um, not in the press box. But I tell you what, what we cramped. What we could do is actually not as in a live show, as in come and watch us talk. But we could go live, and people could contact us while we're live and talk to us while we're live. What's that thing on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter Spaces. I've done yeah. a Twitter Spaces with uh, Seb White. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's good. You can people can just you, you don't have to get any special, you know, download an app or anything like that. You just uh, go onto the Twitter Space. You can listen to people talk, and uh, you can ask to be invited on uh, to to say your piece. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a football phoning kind of idea. It's good. Yeah, I, I would. I think we should do something yeah. like that. Maybe on the eve of the new season, we could uh, we could do that and get people on to talk about. And if it works, why not? There you go. It's just us trying to work out the technology, really, Chris. We'll do something. We will. Uh, Stony. Oh no, another one from Foxy. When you get in style on the podcast and asking for his meal deal of choice. Well, now he has christened us three plebs, okay, complete <laughs> plebs. And he's told us he listened as well. Yeah. Uh, they indeed. all listen. They all listen. <laughs> yeah, so he knew about win them all and still didn't do it, did he? <laughs> yeah. It's a Maui, Darren. Blimey now. Foxy's ass loads. Uh, Stoney, uh, what would you like to see from next season's home and away kits? I'd like to see green and white. Ideally. I'd like red and black on the away one as well. Really? Yeah, we've had two years of white away kits. Mm. Let's have a red and black one. Okay. I bet we won't have a new kit. My money's on the same kit as before, which isn't a bad thing because it's a nice kit. But in terms of a marketing, making money, and generating income, that's why I have new kits every year, isn't it? Should we go for the Bristol Rovers quadrants? <laughs> I think we're nearly there, aren't we? Yeah. What, um, what's uh, what's Wilkington kit? <laughs> Dave? Don't know. Ask Robin Bachelor. <laughs> and what do you want to see from the kits, Dave? I don't care. <laughs> as long as there is one. That's all I'm bothered about. You've got one hanging yeah. up behind you. I think you do I you care more than any... Well, Ben's got an England kit behind him, but oh, he's, going, he's going to get it. <laughs> got Tom Bradbury's name on the back of it. <laughs> This did he ever wear the, that kit? Yeah, he did. Yeah, this was this was the one he wore in the Barnet um, oh, semi-final. Yeah, yeah. I bought I bought it in the um, 
what was that crowdfunder or something was it i can't remember yeah but yeah paid an awful lot of money and then he signed for halifax <laughs> you can have it back yeah um uh Hargry, uh sorry foxy asked in terms of assistant manager would you like Hargreaves to appoint someone with a yeovil connection or something completely new i would like him to appoint someone with a yeovil connection ideally someone who knows how to score in a playoffs semi-final second leg that's not Aaron right. davis alan right come on down <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking jp kalala actually but okay yeah he only hit the post. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. And then it went that, in off the keeper, didn't it? All right. Oh, that was that was Alan Wright, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or Mozza. Mozza. Yeah, let's get Mozza on. <laughs> Good coaching pedigree, to be fair. Yeah. And uh and what uh as Aaron Davis told us, what a player. What a yeah. player, Mozza. I did like the way he was poop housing Forest fans um on Twitter, <laughs> uh, when he was saying to Sheffield United, just uh you know, being two 0 up in a um, in a uh, semi final against uh, Forest isn't the end of the world. Two 0 down, I should say. I would like someone who has got Bristol Rovers, who has assisted Bristol Rovers out of the National League, okay. into okay. the into the Football League. I think. Yeah. Who's played? Who's who's maybe who's played for Yeovil, mm-hmm. but come on loan from Bristol City and then signed permanently. And played for Bristol Rovers. And played for Bristol Rovers. Uh, possibly, can... possibly been a top scorer in the Premier League one season as well. But not for someone who has played for both sides of the Bristol Bristol divide. That is a question. Mm. There's a question for you, listeners. Can there we trust go. that person? Let's make that next week's poll. <laughs> can we trust that person? Yes or no? <laughs> um... <laughs> Foxy, I think... Is it yes or no answer? Blimey, this is the Foxy show tonight. Jesus uh, we've... Christ, Fox. We've... <laughs> we've, uh, we've, asked... we've answered that one out. What are your thoughts on the new manager? Is it... You didn't need to ask that question, Foxy. This no. the main news this week. We were yeah. always going to talk about it. <laughs> but thanks for covering the bases. Um, Don't how harangue long... our listeners. <laughs> you already told me off for that. <laughs> how long will it be before this pod is out of date? Seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet we'll finish recording and an email will come through. Um, oh, no, he said that he's made a compliment now. I take it all back, Foxy. Uh, <laughs> finally, thank you for thank you to the three of you for not just this season, but since the pod started with the website, all the news articles, and your coverage on Saturday. You all do a stand up job for our club. Enjoy the break. Yeah, what break. Yeah, what brain? It's been busier this week than it has before, Foxy. I've got we've got cyberspace archives to cut and paste into WordPress documents. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good fun though. Now I think you may have answered this one when I was looking after the boy um, from Steve CB. If the council deal goes ahead, do you think our budget will be capable of competing where SP said he expects? Given now, we'll have to pay rent. We've got 2.8 million quid, haven't we? So uh, I imagine, you know, wisely invested in a high yield ISA or something like that, which is obviously where the money's going to go. Then, uh, yeah, we, we've, we, we've got enough. 190k a year rent on top of our already outgoing expenses. 
Where's yeah. that extra money going to come from, do we think? The um, 2.8 million quid. <laughs> I was going to say, divide 2.8 million by 190, and that's how many weeks we've got. Years we've got, I should say. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> that 2.8 isn't... That's covering the covenants. That's all paid off of that. So there's not going to be. Oh, do they pay the covenants off of that? Yeah, well, the no? 2.8 pays off the covenants. Oh, well, I, I just promised Ben that we're going to spend it all on concrete frameworks, but obviously not. And the pressure washer for the outside of the ground. We're definitely going to need that that staff discount, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> We've ordered loads from the Scroofers catalog <laughs> already. Cameron Hargreaves, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah. So the rent, 190 grand a year. Rent. They say our love won't pay the rent. Although I don't think we pay the first year. Oh, well, that's okay been, then. The council will be kind enough to give us a year off paying rent. That's that's good. That's good. Can I have a year off paying my mortgage? Uh, probably not. By that time, Hewish Heights will be up by then, won't it? Anyway, so you know, start <laughs> making some money back off that. <sighs> Next question. That's it. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah, right. I think so. I haven't got any others. Not on the hashtag. We've been on a, we've been on a bit of a roller coaster during this podcast. We've been up, we've been down, we've been sarky. Do we want to we do we want to finish on an up or are we happy to leave it with, you know, I I was I want to kind of insert the Paul Sturrock clip here. Wow. <laughs> Can I um can I, can I say there is one, but he didn't put an S on the end of GCQ. Ah, okay. This is James Drew, who just says, bring back the quiz. Can I say I met James Drew briefly in the supporters game on Saturday? Uh, and he said to me, it was me who said, bring back the quiz. And I said, yeah, there's only you and Chris Box who wants it back. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a critical mass of at least 10 people who want ah, the quiz back. Rob, that Man- should be a- Rob Manley wants the old quiz back. Does he? Yeah. The old quiz. Oh, the, what, the one with the the one that I don't mess up? Guess the player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I brought the other one in because people said they wanted it. But... <laughs> can't win, can you? Being in charge of something, you just can't win. <laughs> no. Don't you sell us off to the council. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much I can get. If I pay your covenants off, and, uh, I can pay my mortgage off as well. Uh, go on holiday somewhere. Yep. Let's leave it there. We'll chat next week. We're not going to do no no podcast on Monday. But we will Monday. Well, unless unless something stupid happens again. Unless it's an emergency podcast. It is yeah. Yeovil Town. Something stupid's bound yeah. to happen. I'll not rule anything out. We might be back. Who knows? <laughs> well, we Bust will be out back. the Conte we meme. Might, we might be back early. We might not be. We probably won't be. Cheers, lads. Bye. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 